Good morning, everybody. Let's see if this is going to work today. Okay, see me? All right, there we go. Um, hey, it's been a while since I've been up here, so I figured I would start by introducing myself first. I'm Joel. Um, my wife and I, Carrie, have been at the church since 2011. Uh, I was an elder for a while and had to step down because I had too much stuff going on. Um, and uh, so, so I am, I've been here for quite a while. Uh, right now, I work as a uh, chaplain at uh, the VA hospital down in Phoenix. Um, before that, I spent about 10 years in a mental health hospital. As a chaplain, Gary, I know what you're thinking. Um, no, I'm sorry, I'm just joking. But, but I did, I worked, uh, I worked a long time in mental health. And uh, one of the things I learned was that I got to take care of myself. And so I started uh, bicycling, and uh, this this actually has something to do with it. But I was riding yesterday with a friend of mine, Travis. Um, he and I have been riding a lot uh, lately. And uh, we were riding down through Sun City West. We are coming down um, R.H. Johnson Boulevard. Um, we were cooking along. Uh, we were doing about 20 miles an hour. And uh, I noticed that this car was coming up really slowly, beside me, uh, and I'm kind of wondering why, because that always makes me nervous. Um, but the guy was actually being really nice as he was passing us, giving us lots of space. couple cars after that, this guy pulls up beside us and yells something. I'm pretty sure it had to do with get off the road. Um, there might have been some colorful adjectives in there also. Um, and then he guns his truck and pulls off in front of us. And, and I'm like... Normal day, right? So we make the left turn off of R.H. Johnson to get back on, and Travis pulls up beside me, and he goes, he goes, I just got to process something with you. And I'm like, what? He said, did you see his license plate? I'm like, no. He said, yeah, his license plate says love first. His license plate says love first. <laughs> and and so as, as, we're, as we're riding, you know, he goes, wouldn't it be a great thing if everybody was just nice and loved each other? And I went, you know, it's funny, Travis. I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about loving others tomorrow, and you're going to make it in the sermon. Uh, <laughs> and he kind of laughed. So if he's watching it, which I doubt he is, uh, you made it in. Um, <laughs> so the title of my message today is, Are You the Good Samaritan? And uh, so I'm going to start by reading uh, the parable of the Good Samaritan, Luke 10, uh, 25 through 37, and it's on page uh, 921 in the Bibles in front of you, if you are using one of the pew Bibles. Um, and it says this, Then an expert in the law stood up to test him, saying, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he asked him, that he is Jesus, by the way. How do you read it? He, the Pharisee, the teacher of the law, uh, answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. You answered correctly, Jesus told him, Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus took up the question and said, 
A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers, stripped him and beat him and fled, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. In the same way, a Levite, when he arrived at the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan on his journey came up to him, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went over to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on olive oil and wine. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him. And when I come back, I'll reimburse you for whatever extra you spend. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The one who showed mercy to him, the teacher of the law said. Then Jesus told him, go and do the same. Let's pray. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to be up here teaching and to be able to share uh, a message that has been on my heart for a while. Uh, God, I pray that you would use me uh, and, and you would use us to show your love to the world. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's start off with some context here, right? Because we've got this story, but you notice what the first word in the story is? Then. Then an expert of the law stood up to test him. So what's happening before this? Well, what's happening before this in the story is the return of the 72. So Jesus previously, earlier in Luke 10, sent out 72 people, two by two, to share the news of the gospel that the kingdom of God had arrived here. And they come back and they're on fire. They're like, we spoke to demons and cast them out and all of this stuff. And Jesus goes, And God showed you the wisdom that he's not giving to the wise and the intelligent. God gave you the wisdom to see what's going on that he isn't giving to the wise and the intelligent. And at that point, an expert in the law comes up and asks Jesus a question. Now let's talk about this expert in the law. Number one, he's supposed to be wise and intelligent. He should know what the law says. Let me look at the question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? He already knows. He already knows. And so he's doing this to test Jesus. How does Jesus respond? With a question. I've learned so much from Jesus being a chaplain. When somebody asks me a question, you know what I do? I ask them a question. It makes life so much easier because then I don't really have to answer. Uh. <laughs> and so the, so the expert in the law says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. I want to point out something here, and I think this is interesting. I hadn't thought about it until I was reading about this. Salvation in the Old Testament is the same in the New Testament. Jesus commands us to love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength and love your neighbors yourself 
there's a second one in there. Um, but that's what the expert of the law answered. And so often we try to break the Old Testament from the New Testament, but it's the same. It's the same teaching. It's the same law. It's the same love. So he has two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, do this and you will live. And so the teacher of the law then asked the question, who is my neighbor? Well, the truth is he didn't need to ask that question because he already knew but he's doing it so that he can justify himself. He can say, look how I help these people. Look how I do these things. And so Jesus responds with the story. So let's look at the characters within the stories. We, have, we actually have four characters. I'm only going to touch three right now. Um, but you have the priest. These are really the leaders of the nation of Israel. You go all the way back to the to the book of Deuteronomy, and Moses anoints Aaron as the religious leader, and the priests are in that line of Aaron. Those are the only people who could go in to the um, the inner sanctum, the inner room. It's not the inner sanctums, not the holy of holies. That was only the high priest, uh, the holy place. The uh, the priests were the only ones allowed to go into the holy place. They're like right up there with God, right? Should be smart. Should be wise. Second character is the Levite. These are the guys who are helping out the priest with all the work that they have to do in the temple. Because let me tell you, the temple doesn't run by itself. Nor does the church, by the way, just in case you need to know that. But it doesn't. And so there's a ton of work to do. And so the Levites are up there, and both of these groups of people have additional laws that tell them how they're supposed to act within the community around them. And then you have the Samaritan. Israeli history, is Israeli history? Yeah, the history of Israel uh, is is long and storied. After Solomon, the kingdom broke in two. You have the northern kingdom, ten tribes. You have the southern kingdom, two tribes. The northern kingdom gets invaded by Assyria. Now what Assyria does when they invade, this is all in the book of Kings, uh, First Kings, Second Kings, if you want to read about it. I'm going to give you a brief overview. Um, but what Assyria does is when they conquer a nation, they bring part of their people in, and they take part of the conquered people out. And so they begin to intermarry and intermix. And so the Samaritans, according to the Jews, are half-breeds. They're worse than... They're worse than... I just lost my word. Um, they're worse, what? Gentiles. They're worse than Gentiles because they worship 
God, but not the correct way. So, go back to the story. You have these three people. So, the priest walks down. He sees the guy dying on the side of the road. And he crosses to the other side. The Levite walks down. He sees the guy on the side of the road and walks to the other side. And the Samaritan, the half-breed, the evil one, sees the guy on the side of the road dying, and what does he do? He stops. And he takes care of him. He touched his blood. Touched his blood. Now, for the, for the Jews, the life is in the blood, and you just don't do that. But he touched his blood, he bandaged his wounds, he poured oil on him to help him heal. He gave him wine to take care of him. He put him on his donkey, probably carried him all the way from wherever they were to Jericho and put him up in an inn. And then he paid for it. You know how much two denarii is worth? Two days' wages. I started thinking about that when I, when I was putting this together, and I'm like, so what is two days' wages? So anybody want to shout out like how much they make an hour? Probably not, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a really high example because I think it, it, it's, it's way better this way. So I'm going to use $50 an hour. So th- think about this. If you make $50 an hour or more, you make $400 a day, eight hours, Times two days is $800 for two days. Plus the night that he spent before that, right? Because he, he spent the night before that. So we're going to round that off to $1,000. The uh, Word Biblical Commentary and the Life Application Commentary both said that this is probably at least a few weeks of food and housing for this guy. Now, I don't know about you, but depending on what hotel you're in, you might get a day, sometimes two out of that. But here's what I want you to think about. Have you ever spent $1,000 taking care of somebody you don't know? That's a lot of money. Do you know what I could do with $1,000? So why did they act the way they did? What, what made the, the, the Levite and the priest walk to the other side and made the Samaritan stop and give up two days' worth of funds to take care of this guy? I think and I can only speculate that the Levite and the priest were coming down from Jerusalem, going to Jericho, because they had just finished their duties. And they loved God more than people. Or maybe they loved the law more than people. I'm going to put it that way. They loved the law more than they loved people. They loved religion more than they loved people. Because, you know, they're not allowed to touch dead things and they're not allowed to touch blood and all that other kind of stuff. 
And so they had just finished and they're wanting to go home with their family and they're not wanting to be split apart. And so they avoid the very people they're supposed to be there for. The Samaritan, I think he loved people more than the law. At the conclusion of the story, the expert in the law, or Jesus says, wait, let me go back. I got to read it. (laughs) Um, Jesus asked the question, which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor of the man who fell into the hands of robbers? And the teacher of the law, the expert in the law, says the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus told him, go and do the same. Do you notice what the answer is? The one who showed him mercy. The expert in the law probably hated Samaritans so much that he refused to even say Samaritan. So what do I do with this? (laughs) We can do the teaching, and that's the easy part, because I think that's the teaching of this. But I think there's more to some of these parables that Jesus teaches us, and there's reasons he tells the stories he tells. I think there are two possible responses to it. Um, So I'm going to go with essentially the two commands. I'm going to start with love your neighbors yourself, because I think, Love the Lord your God is important. Um, So let's look at this law for a second and see what Jesus commanded. Because I think that we often forget a piece of it. Because we're told to love our neighbor as ourselves. How do you love yourself? What do you do for self-care? I know this is kind of one of those words that that sometimes people like, sometimes they don't like. I go for bike rides. Um, That's what I do for self-care. How do you help others care for themselves? How much food do you have? How much clothing do you have? I was looking at my closet last night, and I'm like, I don't wear that shirt. I don't wear that shirt. I don't wear that shirt. Maybe I need to do something myself. How big's your house? All of those questions kind of hurt, don't they? They hurt me all the time, so I, I, I just have to say that. Um, but I struggle with it because it's the truth. I love myself a whole lot more than I love my neighbor. But what if there's more to the story Jesus tells us than just love your neighbor as yourself? I was reading different things, and one of the things that popped up was uh, 
allegory. Um, and there's a lot of debate on how you interpret Scripture. Um, and uh, Augustine, St. Augustine, early bishop in Hippo, and uh, wrote a couple of books and is very famous and popular, actually created an allegory out of this. Now, I'm going to run through this real fast because I don't agree with all of it. Um, but it's, it's, it's crazy. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. Um, how much people will read into these things. So for Augustine, the man represented Adam. Jerusalem represented the city of heavenly peace. Uh, Jericho represented the moon, which signified mortality. Uh, the robbers represented the devil and his angels. The stripping of the man represented the loss of immortality. The beating of the man represents persuasion to sin. Leaving the man half dead represents humanity as half dead spiritually due to sin, but half alive due to the knowledge of God. The priest represented the law. The Levite represented the prophets. The good Samaritan represented Christ. The binding of the wounds represented the restraint of sin. The oil represented the comfort of good hope. The wine represented exhortation of spirited work. The mule represented the body of Christ. The inn represented the church. The two denarii represented the two commandments of love. The innkeeper represented the apostle Paul. Still not sure where that came from. Uh, And the return of the good Samaritan represents the resurrection of Christ. I have no idea... how he found all of those things in there. Because I didn't see that, I'm telling you. But as I was reading it, 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 it reminded me of the thing that I used to tell all my um, mental health patients, and that is our stories have power. They have power for us and they have power for others. And I think that Jesus told this story because he wanted us to see ourselves as one of the characters. And it hit me as I was reading that, that we often ask ourselves, am I the good Samaritan? But I want to ask you, what if you're the man on the side of the road? Telling Carrie the other night as I was, you know, processing through this because I think out loud a lot of times. I often feel robbed in this world. I think I deserve X. And I think I deserve Y. And I think I should get this. And I think that our great, 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 great grandparents, that's Adam and Eve, by the way. She told me I had to put that in there. Really mess things up. And I've been robbed of my innocence. Have you looked at the news lately? And I've been robbed of Eden. Paradise. But Jesus comes and binds our wounds. Jesus comes and carries us to the end. 
And Jesus pays a whole lot more than $1,000. Which ultimately leads me to the second response. Which is love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. And how do you do that? How do you really show that? Love your neighbor as yourself. In conclusion today, ask yourself, who are you? Am I really the good Samaritan? Or am I really the man on the side of the road? I was thinking about this, and I'll leave you with this. I get to talk to people every day. I am an introvert. It takes a lot of energy to talk to people every day. In fact, often I'm on the way home and I'm talking to Carrie and she'll go, how many people did you talk to today? And I'll be like 17. And she's like, oh, so we're not going to talk tonight? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Um, But I finish talking to people and I get in my car at 7th Street and Indian School and I pop my top because I have the convertible out there and I love it. And I get on to Indian School. And if anybody knows where 7th Street and Indian School is, that Indian Steel Park is right there. And there are tents. And there are naked people. And there are people who are hurting. And I'll be honest... Every day, I drive right by them, and I don't stop. Let's pray. God, I thank you for today. I thank you. I hope for the conviction that you have brought into our lives. I thank you that you continually remind us that we're not, we're not the Samaritan. We're the man on the side of the road or we're the priest and the Levite. And so I pray that you would move in our hearts and you would help us to begin to love our neighbor as ourself. I pray that you would help us to find ways to give food to those who need. I pray that you would help us to find ways to give clothing to those who need. To make a change in your world to help to bring the truth, the gospel that your kingdom is here. And then it's not always in the future waiting for us. God, move in our hearts. Move in our minds. And I pray these things in your Son's precious and holy name, the one who bound our wounds, the one who picked us up and brought us to health. In Jesus' name, amen.